the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, say, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow. Turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. We can come Welcome to Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Dayspring Chapel. Arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now, let's listen in to today's message from Pastor David Oluwadara. Looking at the three ways through which we can express our trust in God and also learn to trust Him. The first one, by prayer, we can express our trust in God and learn to trust Him. Psalm 20, verse 7, we looked at this last time. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. While some people trust in their money, they trust in their intelligence, they trust in their experience, they trust in their education, they trust in their smartness, they trust in their connections, they trust in their friends. We will trust in the name of the Lord. We will remember the name of the Lord. We will express our trust in the Lord. We will call upon the name of the Lord while some others trust in themselves and in other things. We will remember the name of the Lord. We will call upon the name of the Lord. We will pray unto God. Proverbs 18, 10 and 11 say to us, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are saved. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are saved. Then verse 11, see verse 11. Verse 11 says, The rich man's wealth is a strong city. And like a high wall in his own esteem. There's another scripture that says, The rich man's wealth is a strong city. The destruction of the poor is what? Their poverty. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. But this is what we're looking at. Um, the rich man's wealth is a strong city. And like a high wall in his own esteem. Now, if you look at contemporary English version, you will understand it a little better. It says, the Lord is a mighty tower where his people can run for safety. The rich man or the rich think, the rich think their money is a wall of protection. The rich think their money is a wall of protection. The rich think, oh, everybody is sick. Okay, and they are dying. Okay, I will get myself a good insurance. I can afford it. I can afford it. I will get myself a Blue Cross Blue Shield. They will even get two insurances or three insurances because they can afford it. And they will say, I will go to the best hospitals. I will not die because of what, you know, what is happening. Now, that's what the rich man would think. The rich man says, oh, 
There is too much shooting, too much structure in this place. I will protect myself. I will get you know, a good alarm system for my house. A rich man will think like that. A rich man will think that his money is a wall of protection around him. But the scripture says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. You will call upon the name of the Lord. We will call upon the name of the Lord. Those that fear the Lord will run to the name of the Lord. Will run to this strong tower. And they will be saved. And they will be saved. Amen. So let's not trust in money. Let's not trust in things. Let's not trust in people. Let's trust in the Lord. The Lord will use money. The Lord will use people. The Lord will use your uncle. The Lord will use your friend. The Lord will use that rich man. Let's don't trust in that rich man. Don't trust in your money. Amen. The Lord will use your money, but don't trust in your money. Remember the time that money failed in the land of Egypt. God has a way of causing money to fail. That money will be worth nothing. In the days of Joseph, money failed in the land of Egypt. They could not buy anything with their money. They had to actually sell their landed properties to Pharaoh. They had to sell their landed properties through Joseph to Pharaoh. And when that even failed, what did they do? They sold themselves over. They sold themselves over. Money can fail. Money will fail. God has a way of making money to fail. And if we are not careful, God can extend it and make money, money to really, really fail. God wants to make the nations, God wants to make us to learn to trust him. And not trust in our technology, not trust in our money. The rich are dying. The rich and powerful are dying. The young and the restless, so to say, are dying. Only God can protect us. No matter how you try to protect yourself, no matter how you try to be careful, of course you've got to be careful, you should be careful, you should try to protect yourself, but you don't depend on those things. You don't trust in those things, you trust in the Lord, so you pray to God. You ask God to protect you. We express our trust in the Lord through prayer. Yes, you're about to travel. Not even just to travel. You're just going out. Pray to God. Ask God for protection. Amen? Don't, don't begin to think, oh, I have a nice car. You know, I have all the technology. No, a technology that will stop the car if it's about to eat something. They have that technology now. All the technologies that keep you on the road, that try to no, increase your safety and all of that. But you don't depend on those things. You still pray. You pray to God. As I'm going out, Lord, lead me, direct me, protect me. Amen. Through prayer, we express our trust in the Lord and we learn to trust him. We learn to trust him. If we look at uh, Abraham and Lot quickly, Genesis 12, we see the big difference between Abraham and Lot. Abraham was spiritually minded. Lot was carnally minded. Abraham's heart was after God. Lot's heart was after the world. Lot was a nephew to Abraham. In Genesis 12 from verse 4 we see, So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. So Lot went with him. Studying the scriptures, you realize or you know that Lot was not really supposed to be in the company. But Lot followed his uncle. 
And in verse 6, Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the Terebin tree of Mori, and the Canaanites were then in the land. Many the Canaanites were in the land. There were occupants in the land. And the Canaanites were not that friendly with strangers. So he noticed that the Canaanites were in the land. And in verse 7, then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your descendants I will give this land, this occupied land. This land that is already occupied, to your descendants I will give. And uh, when Abraham experienced this revelation, when he got this revelation, the scripture says, And there he built an altar to the Lord. And there he built an altar to the Lord. And he, he continues to say, Who appeared to him? And he moved from there to the mountain in the east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and air on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abraham journeyed going on still toward the south. So Abraham built altars. Not one, not two. Every time Abraham had an encounter with God. Every time. God spoke with Abraham. Abraham called on the name of the Lord. Abraham built an altar to God. Abraham built his relationship with God. Amen. By so doing, by calling upon God, he built his relationship, developed his relationship with God, and so learned to trust God. Gradually, learning to trust God. When God calls us into faith, he calls us to believe. But having come to faith, now he calls us to trust him. Amen. When you come to God, if you are coming to God, you don't know him. So you don't trust him. You just have faith in him. Amen. Just have faith in him. Just believe. And you believe. And now that you have come to know him through faith, it's just a single, a singular experience. A single experience with God. Now God wants you to learn to trust him by various experiences. As he makes himself known to you, now you learn to trust him. So we see Abraham building altars, calling upon God, praying to God, building his relationship with God. Then you see, you look through the scriptures, you never see a place where Lot builds an altar to God. Maybe you say, he was just following. He was just following. But when he stopped following, when he had his own place, it was never written about him that he built an altar, that he developed a relationship with God. Yes, he might have participated in the building of altars which Abraham did. He might have participated in the prayers, the prayer altars that Abraham built, but his heart was never there. In fact, he couldn't wait to get out of that relationship. He couldn't wait to get out of that place with Abraham. His heart was after something else. So as soon as he had the opportunity, you know, he checked out. He checked out. He checked out of Canaan. He checked out of the place where Abraham was. He chose his own place, very close to Sodom and Gomorrah. Actually, he eventually lived in Sodom. He actually moved to Sodom. A terrible place, a sinful place. He moved to that place because his eyes, his heart was after that place. But Abraham stayed Remain where God wanted him. Because he had built a relationship with God. Lot never built a relationship with God. He never built an altar to God. He never called upon the name of the Lord. 
If you look at the life of Isaac and Jacob, sons of Abraham, they, each one of them, built altars to God. They built altars to God. Amen. But Lot never built an altar to God. In fact, you see the kind of life that Lot had or the kind of relationship that Lot had with God. If you look at Genesis 19 from verse 15, when the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, Arise, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. And while he lingered, the men took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, and the Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him out and set him outside of the city. So God said, get out of Sodom, get out of Sodom, get out of Sodom. But what was uh, Lord doing? Lord was looking around, was thinking of his bank account, thinking of his landed properties, thinking of his money, thinking of his investment. Um, he was dragging his feet. He was lingering. And uh, the angel grabbed his hand, grabbed the hand of his wife, grabbed the hands of his children, dragged them out. Dragged them out. So in verse 17, so it came to pass when they had brought them outside that he said, the angel said, escape for your life. Do not look behind you or nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains lest you be destroyed. Verse 18. Listen to this very well. Then Lord said to them, Please, no, my lords. Do you say no, my lords? Or do you say no, Lord? We don't say no, Lord. Mm, that's, that's a no-no. We don't say no, Lord. You say yes, Lord. You say, so Lord said, No, my lords. Indeed now, your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have increase your mercy. Old King James says you have magnified your mercy. You have increased your mercy which you have shown me by saving my life. But I cannot escape to the mountains lest some evil overtake me and I die. Wow! See now this city is near enough to flee to and it's a little one. Please let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall leave. Mm. Wow! You are smarter than God. Lord never developed a religion. We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Dayspring Chapel, located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Again, that's 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m., Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778. Again, that's 857-266-0778. Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel.